0: Welcome to the Daily Well podcast with Andrew and Kate Seppo. Your podcast for all things holistic health and wellness from a Christian worldview. All right, so today's topic is it's it's a it's a catchy one, it's a it's a flashy one. It's meant to hit those topic grabs. It is is city news, the new smoking.
1: Except that it's a very true statement. It's not it's not really a question. It's, not clickbait.
0: it's really not even a debate. It it really is. Yes. So that that's a, that's a very inflammatory statement Kate. Let's let's back that up. Why why are we even making this claim right now?
1: We are going to definitely get into the nitty-gritty. I think everyone knows that's listening to this podcast that smoking has extreme negative effects on your health. What? But prolonged sitting day after day can be equally as dangerous to your health. The amount of sitting that the average American does has steadily increased year after year. From long car rides to sedentary desk jobs to watching TV from our couches to gaming electronics
0: to now working from home, you name it. Yeah, I mean, within the last five years, we've seen the amount of jobs move to home, uh, home offices. It's 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 got to be it's got to be up there. That percentage is, is steadily increasing, and most jobs are now allowing a virtual or remote work option, too. Mm-hmm. So this is even more so than we did a lot of these studies back you know, in, in grad school. The, these these stats are probably increased. Again, yeah. we, it hasn't been stats done since, since COVID and since the, the shutdowns, but I'm sure it's increased by then.
1: I would like to make a quick disclaimer, though, that it's not bad for your body to relax. Your body absolutely needs periods of unwinding and de-stressing. But just like your body needs the physical stress of exercise to build resilience, you also shouldn't be sitting all day every day. So what we're discussing here is prolonged sitting every day, which we are going to define via all the studies as eight hours or more of sitting every day.
0: Now that may not seem like a lot, it may seem like a lot to you guys, but think about this. If you sit at a desk and you're at your desk, say 90% of your job and you're working nine to five. Okay. So that's, that's, that's about six hours, right? There maybe six and a half, but then you, you commute home. Maybe it's a 20, 30 minute drive there and and so that's that's another hour, so that's seven. And you come home, you sit down, and you eat dinner with your family. Um, that's another 30, 40 minutes. And you go, well, I'm really tired. I want to sit down and watch another, you know, a couple shows. And you binge watch two or three episodes. It's turned into maybe four episodes or something. Or then you sit and you read. You can do good things, but if you're sitting down, now you now that, that's easily 10 hours, and then you go and lay down. So you're literally on your feet less than you think. And so, yeah, it, it just shows you how easy – that can become, and you might not think that you're part of these stats, but you you might be. The average American is part of these stats.
1: And we would often would tell people in our office, you can't outrun a sedentary lifestyle. One hour of running, even though that's a lot of running and good activity, running for one hour a day can't offset 23 hours of sitting. Yeah. You are much better off getting that same amount of steps throughout the course of the day, keeping your body moving and engaged as you're designed to, versus trying to cram it all into that 30 to 60 minute window just so you can sit down the rest of the day. Yeah,
0: yeah. so there, there's a study that was done in 2011 uh, that documented almost a million people, just shy, of 800,000 people, and, and they studied their sitting habits. They found that people who sit the most compared to people who sit the least have a greater risk of disease and death. They found these stats are crazy that you had a 112% increased risk of diabetes, 147, so almost 150% increased risk of cardiovascular events like heart attacks and strokes, a 90% increase in risk of death from cardiovascular events, and a 49% increased risk of death from any other cause. So you were 50% more likely to die from something just because you sat more than somebody else who didn't sit. That's crazy.
1: And we're gonna get into why those statistics are, why they are just from a physiological standpoint. And it's because number one, when you're sitting, your blood flow slows down, which allows for the fatty acids to build up in the blood vessels, which is what's contributing to the heart disease, right? We always say your body was designed to move. And right here, we have a study from 2018 showing 82% of people who suffered from blood clots spent a large time sitting. And because they're sitting, their blood flow isn't flowing through their vascular system the way that it should be.
0: So this is important to note too. Looking at your vascular system, I want to dive just a smidgen below the surface of that. So when we say vascular system... No pun intended. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe a little pun intended. So your vascular system is made up of, of kind of two components. You have your veins and your arteries, arterioles, venules, capillaries, that kind of stuff. Veins typically are more flaccid and they don't have as much muscular tone to them. Because it's passive, and so what that requires—that blood flows a whole lot better when you move. Your arteries are—they're—they're they're much more vascular. They, they're toned in nature. They have a little more pressure to push the oxygenated blood from your from your heart after it passes through your lungs to carry oxygen to the rest of your body. So that's why moving is a great way, because movement helps you actually push and flush that 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 deoxygenated blood back into your your heart. To, get the, to pick up oxygen and repeat the cycle. So movement's so good because it helps the, the flaccid part of your vascular system um, promote that blood flow.
1: And this alone is just one small way that movement helps your body function better. The next one we're gonna talk about is how it affects insulin resistance. So if you're not quite fully aware, insulin is Levels are what affect diabetes. Insulin helps capture free flowing blood sugar in your blood, just like it sounds, and it helps to contain it and put it into a usable form for your body. So it's not just in your bloodstream. Yep. So there's a receptor called a GLUT4, and this specifically is a glucose transporter. So it's something that's going to latch onto the blood, it's going to latch onto the sugar that's in your bloodstream and help it to have a place. Now, GLUT4 specifically is activated through physical activity. It's found in your skeletal muscle. And so when you're sitting all day and engaging in no activity, you're missing out on utilizing this GLUT4 receptor to help pick up and contain the extra blood sugar that's in your body. And it's one of the reasons that exercise is so helpful, especially with type 2 diabetics. It can really help lower their blood sugar levels. And
0: there's people who've, who've literally transformed their diet and exercise and have, become, have, have basically been... Now I wouldn't say miraculously have been healed of diabetes. They're, their their mm-hmm. body actually processes blood sugar the way it's supposed to. It's really cool to see that happen. Again, everybody's unique and you might, you know, might be diabetic listening to this and going, "Oh, all I got to do is just move." It's a little more complicated than that, but it definitely helps. It's a it's a huge component. It's a it's a factor. It is. It is. Yeah.
1: And the last one that's going to be obvious is it does raise your risk for obesity. That's very common knowledge. If you sit all day, you're more at risk to have extra weight gain. But what really happens is it lowers your body's fat-burning enzyme that's known as lipoprotein lipase, and it decreases your body's ability to break down fat. And what is so dangerous about this is that adipose tissue, which is the fat tissue in your body, that's what holds onto and is the main site for toxin storage in your body. Because most hormones and most toxins are lipophilic or fat-loving, and so they're going to be stored in that adipose tissue, specifically most commonly around your belly
0: yeah what well, what it does is your body is trying to to promote storage as far away from your internal organs as it can and so that 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 little lovely little ring around your gut that everybody kind of you know as you get older it becomes a little more prominent I love muffin. <laughs> your love muffin as my wife just said it's 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 dangerous because here's the thing too if you try to just do like a starvation diet and you just try to starve yourself to just lose weight the, the 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 scary thing is your body will actually tap into these stores of of fat as as potential um, nutrients for energy. And so a lot of times people will go on these giant these giant uh, these giant diets or these huge things, and they'll actually they'll they'll begin to try to utilize toxins that they've stored to get away from their body as 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 energy. And it's 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 dangerous to, to do that. So that's why we say take this all with a grain of salt. Understand that we're telling you general health tips. Everybody's health journey is a little bit different. Make sure you're contacting your, your specific medical provider because they're gonna give you a better idea of what's going on, but utilize this information.
1: And that's where exercise really comes in is it helps replace that fat tissue with lean skeletal muscle tissue yeah. that is not going to store those same toxins. And some of them, they're known as PUFAs or PFAs, and they're known as forever chemicals because once they're stored in your adipose tissue, it's next to impossible to get them out of your body. Yeah,
0: you can't use them. Your body won't use them to break down as energy. Also, fun fact about fat cells. This is just off the top of my head. You actually have. You can take somebody who is the same height, same scale, same build, but one that's 50 pounds heavier. Well, let's say 100 pounds heavier for this example, and one that's say 150 pounds. They have the the same number of fat cells. Your fat cells don't don't decrease or increase with what you eat. They just get larger or they're they're there for storage. They're there for for your body's backup energy reserves. But the more toxins, the more things you eat and the less you utilize that that energy, the more is stored in those cells. So crazy fun fact, weird, but I love it. Thanks for listening to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kate Seppo. If you have any questions or topic ideas, you can reach out to the Daily Well Podcast on our website, myhopefm.net. Just click podcast.
1: And now that we've taken that turn, we're going to transition into what can you actually do about this? What are some practical ways if you work a more sedentary job or are currently saying, hey, this is me. I'm in at risk for these risk factors. What can, I, what can I do about it? So the first one is to start finding even small ways to get more active. I got a standing desk when I was employed at our church because I don't like to sit down all day. And that kind of helps me, um, I can you know, jiggle my legs, I can stay moving, I can stay loose, and I can still remain standing while getting my work done.
0: Okay, can I just point, this is the caveat, this is just me, me just being a husband. If I ever said that you jiggle your legs, you would get so mad at me. But you can say that. <laughs> but I just you know, if, if ever I said, hey, yeah, honey, your legs are jiggling, you would be so mad that's at me. That's fair, that's I, fair. But just, I said this, it, so this, we're this good. This is just being real, it's just, this is just me <laughs> being a husband. I, you, I cannot get away with this with saying that. So, just want you to know that. Okay. So,
1: Yes, get a standing desk. I find it really helpful. Jiggle
0: your legs all day, yes.
1: (laughs) Uh, I try to get a walk in at least once a day, if not twice a day. I usually go at my lunch break. Right now, I do have a little bit more of a flexible schedule that allows that. But back when I really had a very rigid schedule, I would get up at 6 a.m. and take a walk and do one after dinner. So just kind of find the times of the day, but really aim for that 10,000 steps. And if you can get that 10,000 steps throughout your day and not just at one point, your body will really thank you. Well,
0: when we talked about this with, with our previous um, our previous talk about gut health and other things we talked about, about physical activity. It's just so much better in general to, to, to walk throughout the whole day. Yes. I mean, your, your body will actually, you'll, you'll burn more calories if you move the same distance, but you do it over the course of, say, 10 hours as opposed to going for like a five-mile run. If you walked five miles throughout the day, that that consistent movement will burn more calories and utilize, and it's healthier for your body in general.
1: And another random side tip that I have found, drink lots of fluids because then you have to pee a lot. And that's just trips to the bathroom, which increases your step count.
0: Just jiggle your legs and, and drink water. That's and keeps it. you hydrated. That's right, that's right. <laughs> and okay, the, the other point we're gonna talk about of what what can we do about this um, this this whole thing of sitting is if you have like some shows, if you're like me, if you're someone who's passionate about like Star Wars or, or random things that you just have to watch or you have to listen to different podcasts, maybe like this one, Perhaps you catch up on them while you're cleaning your house or while you're going for a walk. Or maybe you are you turn on dance music when you, that's what I do. I turn on jazz music when we clean the house because it just motivates me to get up and move around and my hips kind of move a little more and all of a sudden I, I find myself, I'm dancing, I'm jogging. My daughter, she loves to dance around. So, she loves it. Yeah, so find, find a way to, to run with your kids. Um, more, go outside, you know, cut the grass. Maybe, maybe you take more time to cut the grass twice a week and you get an extra couple miles. I know, mm-hmm. when I cut the grass, Our yard's not that big. I get about three miles of walking because I'm walking for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes straight. So that's a great way to do that. Find ways to make uh, different jobs around the house movement based. Gardening, um,
1: cleaning, all of them add to your movement tally for the day. But I also have found that in this phase of life, mostly since I became a mother, I technically exercise a lot less. I used to be really big gym goer, go for long runs, but I move so much more now. If any of you is a parent of a small child, you totally understand this. Yeah. You're running after them all day long. So while my workout tally is down, I'm finding that I get way more steps in, way more movement in, and I'm feeling overall a lot healthier because this particular type of movement is not a huge stress to my body right now, the way that going for a six mile run is. And my body is just really well receiving low movement all day long, Yeah. or low yeah. stress movement all day long.
0: Yeah. We again, it's just about being conscious of, of just how many hours you are spending on 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 a chair in a chair sitting down.
1: Yeah, like everything. This is not meant to be fear mongering. It's meant to be empowering and to help you be aware of how you're spending your time and resources each day.
0: Yeah, and and uh, an easy way to think about this too, just not not just with sitting or standing or exercise, but every decision. Think of it like you're either depositing or withdrawing from your health bank account. My dad actually used that that analogy for your marriage. You're either depositing or you're withdrawing from your relational account. That's a really good way to put it, because there's not, there's not like you you've arrived when, you, especially if you think about money, you know, or finances or relationships. You've never arrived at a perfect relationship. You've never you never arrived. You have to be a good steward. Yeah, of it. you've never arrived at like, oh, I have a million dollars or a ten million dollars. So I've arrived. No, you have to be. You have to steward what you have well, and just know that it's always an ebb and flow. There's always decisions, and sometimes you're like, yeah, I'm exhausted. I'm gonna sit down and and I'm gonna enjoy maybe a movie with my child. But then sometimes you're like, no, we're gonna go for a walk as a family. I mean it's it's really being conscious about what do you need in that moment and making more decisions that are beneficial to your body than than not at the end of the day. And we simply we just try to do our best, make more deposits than you than you do withdrawals. That's kinda of what it comes down to. Well, hey, hopefully this was beneficial to you guys. Again, if you have anything that you guys want us to talk about, we want this to be relevant to you guys. We love you guys. Reach out to us on social media. Let us know if you have any. We've had several of you guys have reached out already. Love to hear that you guys love our podcast. Let us know. We enjoy doing this, and we hope it's encouraging to you. Thanks for listening to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kate Seppo. We pray that you're able to take a piece of information back to use for your health journey. And if you'd like to reach out to us, you can. At myhopefm.net, just click podcast.